Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Friday morning. Happy Friday to you, the 26th of May, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair for the final time this week. Uh, we're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN on Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Phone number, as always, the same, 1300 01 1170. And you can text 04577. 736736. Hope you're all well on this Friday morning. Um, looking forward to another big weekend of sport. There is actually an English Premier League game that's just got underway. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll look back at last night's game. The Dragons went down to the Dolphins. Dolphins 26 over the Dragons 12. Charlie Goodsir will join me to preview the rest of a condensed round of uh, NRL round 13 of the National Rugby League. And John Gallo is back in about half an hour to preview the final weekend of the English Premier League. But most importantly, want to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Yes. Does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at two minutes past five. Before we get into some of the other topics of the day, if you missed last night's game between the Dolphins and the Dragons, as I say, Dolphins 26 over the Dragons 12. If you missed any of it, here's how it played out on SEN. One with you and Aiken on their right-hand side. Open up the space a little bit. Short ball. They're going to score the Dragons. They crash over. Couchman it is. Easy as you like, and this time it's Little with the try assist for Couchman crashing over. 14 metres away out of side, Katoa first receiver, Milford with time and space on the 20. Kenny Bromwich wrap around, play Lee, Asako, don't tell me, Jermaine Asako. He's over for another four-pointer for the Dolphins. Somebody stop him, he's going to run out of the stadium, he's going to run to Scarborough. Full time, and he's 100th game, Jermaine Asako. One of their best, the Dolphins victorious, 26 points to 12 over the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yeah, another good win by the Dolphins last night. As uh, you just heard there, Jermaine Asako, two tries uh, in his 100th game. The Dragons, after a good win last weekend against the Roosters, last Friday night against the Roosters, uh, brought back down to earth a little bit. Wasn't helped with Jack DeBellin's sin bidding in there in the first half. No Ben Hunt as well. I think it was always going to be a bit of a struggle for the Dragons up there in Queensland. So good win by the Dolphins. They move on to next weekend, the Dragons. Uh, well, I'm sure they'll still be in the news uh, in regards to Jason Riles, and we'll see what happens there over the next uh, week or so. But just having a quick look ahead to next weekend for those two teams, round 14 of the NRL, the Dolphins will travel to New Zealand to play the Warriors, whilst the Dragons uh, next Sunday night have the Panthers at Penrith. So it doesn't get any easier for the Dragons. Your thoughts on last night's match? If you watched it, uh, what do you make of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 one 11.70. Also, before we go to the open line, I uh, want your predictions for the weekend. What are we going to be talking about come Monday morning? What's going to be the headline? 
Uh, no, there's only four games of rugby league, but uh, there's a full round of AFL, e- EPL, as I say, going down to the wire in terms of uh, the relegation spots anyway. We'll talk to John about that. Uh, any other sport? What's going to be your headline come Monday morning? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. And this one as well. It divided social media yesterday. Um, and I'd be happy to want well, to hear your thoughts on this throughout the course of the next hour. Uh, and we've spoken about it since Anzac Day. So it came out on Anzac Day about a month ago now. And now it seems to be basically set in stone that the NRL will officially queue off the 2024 season with a game to take place in Las Vegas. The Brisbane Broncos will headline the overseas venture with the league throwing a reported $200 million behind the initiative. The deal will see a doubleheader play out next year with matches to be staged in the United States until the end of 2028 at least. Um, Peter Volandes and Chief Executive Andrew Abdo reportedly blew U.S. stakeholders away with their pitch. A formal announcement is expected to be delivered in the next one to two months. And despite the impact the travel and taxing workload would have on players, clubs are reportedly lining up to be involved. Uh, Las Vegas has a state-of-the-art rectangle venue, as we know, which uh, holds the capacity of 65,000 people. Stadium is used by the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL and was completed in 2020 at a cost of $2 billion. Uh, Sam Boyd Stadium, which previously hosted the Rugby Sevens, also has a capacity of 40,000 people. Um, Your thoughts? Now, I put on Twitter yesterday, I I don't think... Look, I I don't know whether it's going to work or not. I I have my doubts, extreme doubts, whether it's going to really do much for the game in America, but I also don't see the harm in trying. I I see a lot of... Saw a lot of people on Twitter being really outraged by the fact that this is happening. Um... I, if, look, if the clubs are happy with it and the clubs that are involved next year and the years beyond that are happy with it, I don't really see a huge issue with it. Why not? Uh, I think Brandy said something similar about a month ago uh, when he was on breakfast with Fossey um, and Brandy. And he said, well, why not? And look, I I agree. I don't really see the issue in it. Do you have a problem with this? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. Would you rather than be spending money in other areas of the game. And that maybe is an argument I can understand. Happy to hear from you. Really interested to hear from you on this. Are you happy or are you bothered that the NRL are going to be taking a couple of games to America each year until the end of 2028? Do you support it or are you totally against it? Happy to hear all thoughts. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. Before we take a break and we'll get our NRL preview with Charlie Goodsir on the other side, let's go to the open line. Frank, twice in two days. I'm very privileged. Morning to you, Frank, from Blakehurst. How are you, Dan? Mate, yeah. just to let you know, I was talking to our people last night. The campaign's tracking well. Yes, so, thank you. So, thank uh, you. Mate, your, keep on tracking on. Is that mate, your, that's your mate, people, I believe. Yes. I was trying to call you guys yesterday. Yes. Tina Turner, the original campaign. You remember that the song was actually What You Get Is What You See. Yep, I gave it a run, as did uh, Vossi and Trent. Yep. Yep. Mate, you know why they changed it? People have forgotten this, but I'm old enough to remember. They changed it because the year that they ran that campaign, mm. there were some really high-profile, eye-gouging controversies. And the song became embarrassing because of that, and they changed it. Oh, really? I, I did not know that. Um, uh, I was born I'm in... Not, I'm not kidding. I'm sure there uh-huh. are other callers who remember that. 
No. Uh, well, if you do, yeah. If you, uh, Frank, that's a really – I didn't know that. I was born in 1990, so I wasn't around for that campaign. But I have to say, just on Tina Turner, um, and we broke the news 24 hours ago, uh, Vossi and Trent and Brandy did a great job in breakfast yesterday. But uh, the tributes on TV, uh, both Nine and I'm sure Fox did yeah. some stuff last night as well, are just fantastic. Frank, thank you for the call. Thanks for that campaign. We'll chat again soon. Yeah, no worries, mate. Also, if yes. you move to um, Sweden, you become an artificial Swedener. Thank you. Well done. You could be uh, you could be doing a joke of the day. You could replace Jay on breakfast. Thanks, Frank. Have a good weekend, mate. See you, buddy. Uh, Frank, that's good. Quite good for ten past five in the morning. All right, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What are we going to be talking about come Monday morning? In terms of this weekend of sport, what's going to be the headline come Monday morning? What are you expecting to happen in this weekend of sport? Uh, this game last night, any thoughts on it? Dolphins 26 over the Dragons 12. And the NRL heading to Vegas to kick off the 2024 season. Are you for it? Are you against it? Are you not bothered? Really interested to hear your thoughts this morning. one 300 one 1170 or 0457 736 736. On the other side of this, we'll preview the rest of round 13 with Charlie Goodsir. It's 10 and a half past five. Yeah, Charlie Goodsir coming up in a moment. EPL, Man United 1 leading Chelsea nil. Man United 1 leading Chelsea nil. And I'll ask Sean Gallo about this, but Tottenham is strongly considering Ange Postacoglu as its next manager after their top candidate rejected an offer to leave a Dutch powerhouse. So now, uh, Ange Postacoglu, uh, recently named Scotland's Manager of the Year for a second straight season after taking Celtic to another league title, is one of the primary candidates to take over the Tottenham job. Football fans of the round ball variety and ones who are maybe casual fans, got a lot of good players that have played overseas in the English Premier League and other leagues. Uh, Tim Cahill, Harry Kuhl, Mark Faduka. But is Ange Postacoglu the, the best Australian football expat, export we've ever had. Tremendous success at Celtic. What do you reckon? one 1170 Is he the best export we've ever had? one 1170 0457 736 736 in the world of football. Our thoughts on last night's game. Dolphin 20, Dolphins 26 over the Dragons 12. What do you make of it? You read too much into it. No Ben Hunt for the Dragons, obviously, uh, due to state of origin. Jack DeBell and Sid Binning, was it the right call? What do you reckon? one 1170 Your thoughts on what's going to happen this weekend? What is going to be the headline come Monday morning? And also, the NRL off to Vegas and America into at least the end of 2028 to kickstart their season. Are you for it? Are you against it? Are you not bothered by it? one 1170 or 0457 736 736 at 16 past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning, Tradies, news in a nutshell. It is round 13, obviously a condensed round of the National Rugby League with State of Origin only five days away, but we'll still preview the remaining four games. Charlie Goodsir is on the line to do it with me. Morning to you, Charlie. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Yes, very well. Uh, how's your week been, mate? It's, it's been pretty good. Uh, obviously inundated with uh, Origin discussion, mm. news, speculation and the like. Um, 
a lot to unpack. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, before we get to round 13 of the National Rugby League, your thoughts on both the New South Wales and Queensland teams? I, look, I don't think there were any real huge shocks. There were some debatable positions, but I don't think it's anything like what we saw, at least from a New South Wales point of view, uh, with Josh Adokar last year. Yeah, look, uh, initially I was pretty shocked with the New South Wales side, I mm. think. But, but uh, with, you know, the likes of Campbell Graham missing out, the inclusion of uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., initially I was shocked on that Monday, but as the, you know, the week progressed and we learned more about, you know, Graham's injury, why Pangai Jr. was included in the squad, um, it, it sort of made a little bit more sense to me. So I've calmed down a little bit. Mm. Um, I think, uh, I think you know, there are some... People I would have rather have seen in the side, but I, I think come Wednesday night, I, I think we'll see a pretty good team. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And and just from a Queensland point of view, were you surprised that Caitlin Ponga didn't get that fullback jersey in, and Reese Walsh did instead? I, I suppose, and they'll maybe deny it or whatever, but I do think his before, obviously, firstly going off for the 15 minutes against the Sharks last Saturday, and probably his performance after that probably concerned the Queensland selectors just a little bit. I think it's one of the dumbest decisions uh, huh? in recent Queensland history. Mm. I I don't understand why you would put in Reese Walsh, who, yes, he does have good moments in attack, but defensively he's prone to a lot of mistakes. And I think exposing someone like that to an origin arena is very risky. I probably would have had having him maybe as the 14 or or as the 18th man or, or whatever, I just think it's really risky, especially how good Ponga is in origin. You know, my feelings as a night supporter is he puts in amazing performances of the Queensland jumper, but just can't do it consistently in a Newcastle jumper. I also think the Dane Gagai non-selection mm. is mind-boggling, and I think Queenslanders need to uh, shut up about loyalty mm. and all that, all that garbage. Uh, they clearly don't follow their own advice. So it will be an interesting game come Wednesday night. Yeah, and it is hard to forget Caelan Ponga's Game 3 performance last year really was the star. He won in the match. Yeah, he did. He won in the match. Yeah. yeah, he was he was definitely yeah. the, the difference. So interesting. We will preview Origin next Wednesday morning. We'll have a chat next Wednesday about Origin. But let's turn our attention to the NRL. Uh, one game done, of course, last night, round 13 of the National Rugby League. Four to come. A lot of teams having the bye. Some desperately need the bye. Some, I think, like the Tigers, probably would have liked to play this weekend to keep the momentum going. One team that would like to keep the momentum going from last weekend is the Parramatta Eels. They kick off with the only game uh, tonight against... Against the North Queensland Cowboys, one team that probably would have liked to have the bye this weekend, Combank Stadium. Look, the Eels, I thought, were very good uh, against South Sydney. Definitely their best performance of the year. The Cowboys, although they had got wins over the Roosters and the Dragons in the two weeks beforehand and came up against a very good Tiger side at Leichhardt Over, were very poor last Saturday night. Uh, the Eels, I think they win this, and uh, I hate to say it, I think they probably win it comfortably. I think they do too. I, I think the Eels side that beat the Rabbitohs uh, last week was the Parramatta side that we all expected them to be. They did lose a few big names uh, during the off-season, but I think we all expected them as a grand final side to play like that for m most of the year, and they haven't done that yet. Finally, we saw that on the park. Uh, they played very, very well. I, I think what we're pressing the most was when the game was in the balance in the last 20, 25 minutes. They took it by the scruff of the neck and 
uh, just you know out you know outperformed the the team that we all think uh, are going to be there come the last week uh, of the season. So they did a very good performance. They're coming against the Cowboys side that I don't care how good the Tigers played. You should not be letting the West no. Tigers drop 66 points on you. They did play probably the best game I've seen any team play this season, mm. the Tigers. But they, uh, the Cowboys were incredibly poor, especially that last 20 minutes when, when they scored those two tries uh, in, I think it was back-to-back sets. We thought, okay, here we go. They'll make the score either respectable or they'll, they'll run it out. They just completely let the ball drop. And I'm putting the, the spotlight on senior players like Carl Feltz, who had that awful, awful moment towards the end of the half that uh, gifted Jareem Buller his first try. I think it's going to be a comfortable win. I'm expecting 40 points dropped on the Cowboys uh, tonight. I'm expecting Parramatta to win 42 to 10 is my prediction. 42 to 10. All right, we'll write that down. Uh, We'll speak on Tuesday, on Wednesday about that. But uh, yeah, look, I I think Parramatta, the the performance they showed against South Sydney is one we've come to expect over the last few years against Parramatta. Um, And... You have to admit, the games I've lost this year, and I know it doesn't matter whether you lose a game by 1 or 1,000 in terms of the ladder, they haven't been that far off. So maybe uh, this is a turning point in their season. We'll have to wait and see. They need to win tonight against the Cowboys first. Our two games tomorrow, the Warriors taking on the Brisbane Broncos. This one is played in Napier over in New Zealand. Uh, The Warriors had to buy last weekend. The Broncos coming uh, off an interesting game last weekend as well. But... Uh, and, of course, losing to the Panthers. And this is my question mark to the Broncos, Charlie, is the fact that, yes, they, they've they lost to South Sydney. They've lost to the Melbourne Storm. They've lost to the Penrith Panthers. Now, yes, they did have a couple of players missing last weekend. They also had a couple of players missing against the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, a few weeks back, and they did win uh, a game in the middle there against Manly at Magic Round. They are obviously missing players um, tomorrow night, so we don't really take this game into the context of the whole season. But I just wonder about Brisbane, and they're not that far off in those games they have lost, but do they have another gear to take on those big teams towards the back end of the year? I'm tipping the Warriors in this one simply because Brisbane are missing too many, although they do get Adam Reynolds back. Yeah, this is the big test. I I think we all were really impressed with the Broncos and I think we all agree that they're a much better team than last year and they've turned the corner and will make finals. I think we all know they'll make finals. They're a top four team. This is the test coming up now, this six-week origin period where they'll be decimated with selections just because of how strong they are, especially their forward pack, which is their real strength this season. Adam Reynolds' back is a huge inclusion, but I just think that there's too much going against at the moment. They're in New Zealand. The Warriors have had the, the week off. They'll have the home crowd. I agree. I'm tipping the Warriors, but I'm not taking any away from the Broncos after this loss. Mm. But I just think this period is crucial, whether they're going to be a finals team or a top four team. And I think we all know that a top four team means you're a bona fide premiership chance. Uh, so if the Broncos are serious about winning the premiership this year, They'll need to perform during the six weeks and they'll need to make top four. And that's why I think uh, as well, the start of their season will really help them at the back end, you would think, 
Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on Brisbane. Um, again, this match as a one-off. Don't really read too much into it. I think the Warriors win as well. Now, Saturday, tomorrow night as well, South Sydney up against the Canberra Raiders. This one at a course stadium out at Homebush. South Sydney were off last week against a very good Parramatta side. Canberra were also off against a very good Manly side. Uh, this time last week, we probably thought there was going to be more uh, than really just Latrell miss, uh, Mitchell missing for South Sydney in terms of that New South Wales team. They'll still have Damien Cook. We're not sure about Campbell Graham at the moment, but regardless, I think they should be too good to beat the Canberra Raiders. This one is really interesting, this game. I agree. I think looking before the Origin selections, we were thinking that South would have been, similar to Broncos, decimated uh, by origin selections. That hasn't been the case. I'm really surprised that Damon Cook isn't playing um, for New South Wales. Mm. I, I think that, that's, a, that's probably the big issue I have with the origin squad. Um, this is obviously the Jack White and Cup as well, um, considering he's off to South Sydney uh, at the end of the season. I'm going to tip the Canberra Raiders in this one just because I think Latrell Mitchell is such a big out, and I think he really is the lifeblood of that South Sydney team. Whilst they still have Walker, I mean, Walker, Cook, Graham is really a 50-50 at this point. I, I just think that Latrell is such a huge out, and I think the Raiders will really want to atone for their showing last week. I think that was probably their worst performance of the year. I know they got belted by the Panthers, but I think last week, you know, at home and to mm. lose by by that much and in that manner, I think they'll really want to atone for that. So I'm going to put the Raiders in an upset. Okay, you're going to go Canberra. And the final match of the round on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, the Newcastle Knights up against the Manly Sea Eagles. Now, we spoke about Calum Ponger at the top of this chat. He goes back to fullback. Lockie Miller back to New South Wales Cup. I'll get your take on that in a second as you preview the match. Manly, we know, uh, very good win last weekend, but no Turbo and no Jake Travojevic either and no Daly Cherry Evans. This game being played in Newcastle, surely uh, Newcastle getting Manly at a very good time. This is our season on the line uh, for Newcastle. I think if we think we're the better side that we, we've shown this year, especially defensively, we win this game. I, I think Tyson Frizzell is a massive out. He's back to his best form this season, and I'm very happy he's been selected in the origin side. I think he absolutely deserves it. I think Ponga not being included in the Queensland side, I think that will ignite a fire in his belly, and I really hope that with him back at fullback in mm. a position that he's more comfortable in, I disagree with him going at fullback. I really like what Lockie Miller brings. I know he's been a bit up and down, but I really like him there. I really like Ponga being more included, and we've seen how good he can be in that sixth mm. uh, jumper. We saw that against the Titans. But he's back at fullback in a role he's more familiar with. Dane Gagai is still there. We're getting a manly side without the, the Turbros, without DCE. They're, they're vulnerable, as you said. Newcastle should win this game. I'm tipping them, but whether or not they will is another question. Uh, this, is a, this is 
the breaking point for Newcastle, I think. I am tipping the Knights as well. Just a really quick question on Caelan Ponga. So I said, and you obviously have a vested interest in the Newcastle Knights, I said throughout the week that I actually think, and look, Lockie Miller started the season on fire, um, and he is a talented player. No doubt he'll get more first grade over this year and many years to come. But I actually think, and I know Caelan Ponga, as you just said, had a really good game at 5'8 against the Titans. But my opinion on Caelan Ponga is I think for the Newcastle Knights, I think he's actually probably better off personally at fullback. And I actually think for the Knights as a squad, I think he's probably better off there at fullback for the whole team because I think you saw when he was out, yes, they obviously had Lockie Miller there, but you saw when he was out, I thought that combination of Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings in the halves really excelled there. It, it, it looked great. I think what should happen in the future, and this is just my opinion, I'm sure... Uh, the Knights have probably weighed this up and I'm sure it might be dismissed or whatever. But I think what should happen is that Ponga should start at fullback. Mm. And Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings in the halves have, lock, have Lockie Miller at 14. And then maybe about maybe 20, 30 minutes in the game, have Lockie Miller come on as the fullback, put Ponga in the halves at six with Hastings. Mm. Maybe when the, the, fire, the initial sort of onslaught of the game is calmed down a little bit, get Tyson Gamble to come off, and then maybe in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, or maybe, you know, when the game is up there to be won, have, have your starting side as it was. So put uh, Ponga back uh, at fullback, Gamble comes back on and takes Lockie Miller off. I, that would be what I would like, because I still feel that Lockie Miller will play as a vital role in this side. Um, I think Tyson Gamble has been great this season as a as a live wise real agitator. That that's how I see Newcastle's best setup, I, I think, yeah. All right. Going to be interesting to see how they play against the Manly Sea Eagles on a Sunday afternoon. Charlie, great stuff as always. I think I might have you back here in the studio next week. We'll uh, have a chat on Wednesday morning ahead of Origin, and then we'll preview round 14 of the National Rugby League next Friday morning. We'll chat a couple of times next week. Chat then, thank you. Charlie, good sir. With all the NRL preview ahead of uh, the continuation of round 13 of the National Rugby League. And your thoughts on all of that, one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457-736-736. On the other side of this break, we will preview the final round of the EPL with John Gallo. It is bang on 29-6. Yes, 25 minutes to 6 o'clock, Tradies News in a nutshell. Just before we uh, talk to John Gallo, all things EPL, here's a text uh, with a headline for Monday morning. And we were just talking to Charlie about the NRL round come. Of course, one game done last night. Dolphins 26 over the Dragons 12. This from Chad. Uh, good morning, mate. Uh, my headline for Monday, um, Dane and Kalen Starr for the Knights after Origin snub. Yeah, I'd be interested to see Caelan Ponger at five eight at uh, fullback. Sorry, on Sunday afternoon, his first game back at fullback from playing five eight this year. Um, and of course, Dan Gago, great player for Queensland over many years. And he also says uh, the Vegas NRL is a good idea. The AFL would be better going to LA as they have an AFL comp in America. I actually watched the 2014 AFL Grand Final with the LA Dragons at a pub they took over in Santa Monica. Have a great weekend from Chardon, Brisbane. Thank you, mate. You too. Uh, yes, it is interesting watching Grand Finals from overseas. I remember watching the 2010 NRL Grand Final from the Walkabout Bar, uh, not with any famous people that I'm aware of, uh, watching the dragons Roosters game. You do get a different concept of everything when you are overseas. Speaking of overseas, let's go there now. 
Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Now, when I say let's go overseas, well, not literally. Uh, I'm in Sydney. This next man is in Newcastle, but we're both very happy to be here. John Gallo, good morning to you. Yes, mate. Uh, good morning to you. Yes, well, overseas, it's a, it's a very good description of, uh, of Newcastle, mate, because, you know, you have to go quite a way to travel here. No, don't get that thought in your head, Dan. Get that away. But, no, it's, it's great, great to be back, Dan, I have to say. It's yes. Great to be back. Yeah, I, I, didn't I, get I, did your, miss... I didn't get your sick note for Tuesday morning. No, no. The doctor said he was sick as well, so he couldn't <laughs> sign it. So everything, everything. Only no, one. There's, there's a lot of uh, COVID still happening, Dan, apparently, mm. going around. So, Supposedly, uh, yes. You need to you need to be careful, uh, as always. But no, I, I didn't have COVID. I, I was just, uh, my, my head was getting jumped on by my nephew and niece oh. when I stayed over at uh, their house. So, um, yes, I, I couldn't I couldn't do the, the call without them interrupting me every five minutes. And uh, although I'm somewhat used to that with where I live, but um, it was a little bit too much to ask for, Dan. So I decided not to, it's not okay. to bring you or the, view, or the listeners you know, in, in on that because that would have been very, very disturbing. Is there only one doctor that can write you a sick note as well? Well, there's not many that bulk bill. So, no, uh, that's true, actually. That is a good that point. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I'm actually uh, heading up your way tomorrow, so I look forward to that nice little well, trip. I'll show you all the doctors that do bulk bill in Newcastle now. So it's, uh, it's fantastic. And I'll show you some wonderful sights and sounds mm. yet again. Mm. Probably showed you those sights and sounds yeah. already, I just need reminding. Again. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just need reminding. Just, so just need refreshing. Enough. Yep. Uh, now, all right, yeah. uh, let's talk uh, football and we'll get back to other stuff in a bit. Uh, I want to ask you, before we get to the EPL, some very important games coming up uh, in the final weekend. There is a game going on at the moment as well with Man United 1 leading Chelsea nil. But just before that, Ange Postacoglu, I mean, Mentioned earlier on in the show, uh, being linked with Tottenham. Uh, he has been linked with a couple of jobs in the EPL over the past couple of months. Where do we see this landing uh, for Ange Postacoglu? Do you think he's going to end up at Tottenham? Um, I think there's a possibility, yeah. I think, obviously, he's been heavily linked to quite a few jobs, uh, you know, with, with regard to the Premier League. Um, Everton was, was the most recent one as well, before they obviously got Sean Dyche in the end. Uh, he's been linked to, to quite a few different jobs. Even at one stage, if Jurgen Klopp was ever going to get sacked from Liverpool, uh, Angel Sogley's name came up there as well. Uh, he's been mentioned with Chelsea when Graham Potter got sacked. So he's been linked to quite a few clubs whenever there's a vacancy going around in the Premier League, which is natural, obviously, with how well he's done over there up in then Scotland. Uh, but look, uh, I think he's possible. You know, I think it's a very tempting offer for him to go to the Premier League with a, with a big club with a big history like Spurs. Um, although arguably some would say, is it a big club? They haven't won a trophy in a very long time. Uh, they seem to be a little bit scattered all over the place at the moment, Tottenham internally in terms of the direction they want to take the club. Um, so I, I think for, for you know, Ange, as much as tempting as it is, just needs to be a little bit careful with Tottenham because they don't seem to be on the same page uh, internally and that's going to be a bit of cause for concern because it seems to be a bit of a revolving door uh, with jobs at the moment in terms of managers. So, yeah, I think it's going to be something that Andrew will have to be very careful about. He's got a way of playing that, you know, obviously with possession style of football, he wants to play that way. He's very, you know, one-dimensional that way. Um, but he's obviously mm. got a lot of results from that and, and credit to him. But to play that way at a big club like Tottenham with a lot of expectations, uh, I, I think you need time. 
to do that, to, to implement everything, to get your players that you want to get in as well. I don't know whether Spurs will give him that time. That's my only thing about going to Tottenham, but we'll wait and see. Well, I think I've mentioned before, I'm not sure if it was uh, to you or uh, someone else on the show, um, I'm sure I've told you off air, but I was in Glasgow, where we may, so about six or seven months ago now when the World Cup was on and we were leaving a pub, and uh, as you do, uh, and we get up out of our seats, uh, me and my partner, and this uh, Scottish guy comes over and says, oh, you're Australian, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you'd know Ange Postacoglu. So clearly uh, he's a household name in that part of the world, uh, one of uh, the best, obviously well, managing one of the best teams and one of the best managers in Scotland. I would like to see him go to the English Premier League, but I agree with you, John. I think... He needs to be careful how he does it as well. He doesn't want to ruin any of the reputation that he has built up over the past, well, many years now. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that all lands. I, I like you, wouldn't be surprised to see him in the English Premier League at some point, whether it be this occasion or not. We'll have to wait and see. And I suppose the other thing is, does he want to leave Celtic where he's having so much success? But then maybe he wants to test himself. Only he can answer those questions, John, only he can answer those yes, questions. Yes, very true. Now, very true. But uh, some great points you bring up there, Dan, some great points. He's had a lot of success at Celtic. Um, and, you know, whether he wants to leave or not to test himself, we'll have to find out. But whatever club he goes to in the Premier League, obviously they're going to be struggling club because they would have just sacked their manager, uh, unless it's just Chelsea and just sack managers for fun. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's something you have to be careful of for sure. All right, let's get stuck into the English Premier League. So, as I say, Man United won leading Chelsea nil at the moment. Uh, if they continue to hold on to this win, they actually go up to third position at the moment. Um, they'll be in the top four they, the only only way they can't be making the top four is if they lose today um, and lose on Monday and then Liverpool win both uh, will win their last match. But we'll talk about that as we head along. So I'm going to give you uh, some of these games. Now, some of these games, whilst every game matters, it doesn't matter so much. Uh, so we'll start with them now. They're all at 1.30 a.m., Monday morning, uh, and you'll have coverage here on SEN, and then on Monday morning at 5 a.m., we'll speak to John. We'll wrap it all up. Let's kick off with Aston Villa and Brighton. Aston Villa sitting in seventh, Brighton sitting in sixth. Not much can really change out of this game. Aston Villa may be able to slip down a few places, but uh, in terms of uh, really anything, it doesn't really matter. But who does win, Aston Villa or Brighton? I'm going to go with Brighton. I think Roberto De Servi's done a wonderful job there at the moment. He's probably been one of the most uh, spectacular turnarounds of Brighton at the moment this season. I don't think people expected them to finish in a European position this year after they, they, the main manager, Graham Potter, left at Chelsea. But he's been an absolute uh, revelation for Brighton fans. And, well, Villa, again, you know, Emery, the same thing. He's been an absolute revelation for, for Villa as well this season. He took over 15th spot. They're now all the way at seventh spot. So I think for Villa, obviously, there's a bit more incentive for them because mm. although Brighton are too far away to catch now, they're sitting in sixth spot and Villa in seventh just below them. If they can finish seventh, at least they can hold their hand up and say, you know what, we, we were at 15th position, now we're at seventh. We've had a massive turnaround this season. How, how brilliant are we? So um, I think, yeah, I think for, for Villa, there's a lot of incentive, but I think Brighton will be too good. All right, Leeds United up against Tottenham. This match does matter. Tottenham sitting in eighth position, not so much for them, but for Leeds United, they're in that relegation zone there on 31 points. Are they going to be relegated come Monday morning? I think, unfortunately for Leeds, they won't get enough to get out of the, the position they're in. They've been really on the slide in the last two and a half months, three months. They just can't seem to find any luck at the moment, Leeds. I know not much to play for, as you said, for Spurs. Their position is pretty much locked up. I think Spurs win 2-0. Leeds relegated. All right, Man United up against Fulham. Man United more than likely will have top four wrapped up uh, this morning, but we'll have to wait and see. They take on Fulham. Not much in this one, uh, as long as Man United win today. How do you see this one going? 
Yeah, not much to play for. Fulham have wrapped up in 10th spot now, top half of the table. So they'll be they'll be very, very pleased about that finish come end of season. Um, I think Man United will win. I think they'll be too good in the end. I think there's much more to play for. I think Fulham have been on holidays for the last month, month and a half, to be honest. They know they've done probably a lot better than what people expected them to do. And they've kind of just parked the bus a little bit in the last month and tried to see out the season. I think Man United will win 2-3-0. All right. Another important game. Leicester City in the relegation zone in 18th position on 31 points. Uh, in fact, no. No, you know what I'm going to do in, before that? I'm going to actually ask you about Everton and Bournemouth first. Everton and Bournemouth, I'm going to ask you uh, first, because Everton are just outside of the relegation zone on 33 points. Bournemouth are there in 15th. They're in no danger. Does Everton beat Bournemouth, or do Bournemouth beat Everton? Ooh, good little switcheroo there, yes. Dan. Um, yes. I, I, oof, I think I'd, I'd love to see... I mean, it depends where it's played. Let's just go back. Let me just see where this thing's being played. This being good is playing at Goodison yep. Park as well. So that comes into it massively in terms of the Evertonian fans right on top of them there at the moment, really trying to ride their team home as much as they can. And everyone loves a good team that rides at home. So I think you've probably got to lean towards Everton slightly. I know Bournemouth are coming in as a little bit hot favourites, but I think Everton being at Goodison Park, that crowd will be really on top of it the whole way through. Sean Dyke will be making sure the crowd are really behind their team as well. I'm going to back Everton in a close one, 1-0. One so Everton uh, missed out on the relegation zone. So whatever, uh, in your opinion, not in what may actually happen, but in your opinion, that's what happened. So Everton will stay out of the relegation zone. The ball was pretty accurate, Dan. So, yeah, yes, yeah. This, this is true. Uh, so Leicester City against West Ham. Uh, regardless, uh, Leicester City, in your opinion, would be relegated. Did they win this game, Leicester City against West Ham? Well, look, they've come in without a win in the last five games. So you've got three draws, two losses for Leicester heading into this one, whereas West Ham won last weekend. I'm going towards West Ham, I think, 1-0. Mm. I think Leicester will throw a lot at them. I think it'll be a very close game, but I think West Ham will prove to be too good in the end, 1-0. I think it'll be, uh, unfortunately for Leicester, a sad time in their, in, their, in their club's history. They'll be going down relegated, Dan. And uh, Ange Postecoglou may be the one working around there in the stadium to watch them. Obviously, he's not linked to any of the clubs. He'll just be watching them. Uh, but, yeah, I think Leicester could be could be relegated. All right, let's just whip through some of the other matches that are of not real importance in terms of the latter. Southampton, who definitely will be relegated. They play Liverpool, who uh, if Chelsea could beat Man United today, then there is still a chance for top four. But Man United still currently leading 1-0. Does Liverpool beat Southampton regardless? Yes, yes. Comfortably 3-0. 3-0, I think. Southampton season's gone. Nothing to play for. Got to go Liverpool. 3-0. 3-0. Uh, Brentford up against the champions, Man City. Oh, well, Man City had not much to play for. Neither does Brentford, really. Uh, I'm going to go Man City 2-3-0 as well. I think they'll be too good. All right, Chelsea, who are currently in action against Man United, they will host Newcastle. Uh, well, for Chelsea, not much to play for at the moment. They can try and sneak up to 11th spot, but that's the best they'll do if they're able to get a point or maybe perhaps a win against Newcastle United. I don't see it. I think Newcastle top four. I think they'll win 2 or 3-0 as well, Newcastle. I think Chelsea's season has been terrible, obviously, by their own standards. I think Newcastle win 2 or 3-0. All right, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest. I'm going to go towards Palace. I think Palace being at home, there'll be a lot of rowdy fans there. Palace, I think at Selhurst Park, will be a really good reception for them to end their season. I think Palace win 1-0 in a close one. And a really interesting game to finish things off, not really in terms of uh, the ladder. Arsenal were going to finish second regardless, but after what could have been for Arsenal, they host Wolves in the final game of their season. 
Yeah, well, for Wolves, I mean, they're in 13th spot, but Bournemouth are behind them on uh, on two points, and so is uh, West Ham by a point. So they don't want to finish down to 15th spot if they can. They want to try and finish just under Chelsea if they can in 13th spot. So for Wolves, what to ride for? Um, I know this is at Emirates Stadium, so maybe Arsenal fans will get behind their side. Maybe they won't, now that everything's pretty much been wrapped up. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. I think it'll be mm. a draw between Arsenal and Wolves. Arsenal been very shaky recently. So good time to play them if you're a Wolves supporter. All right. So you've got the three teams that are in the relegation zone at the moment still there in 72 hours' time. Leicester City, Leeds United and Southampton. The only other team that can possibly get relegated is Everton. It is going to be a very interesting morning on Monday morning. We will chat then. We usually speak on a Tuesday. We'll chat then. And we'll also chat uh, next Friday as well, ahead of what will be a really interesting FA Cup final. But we'll look ahead to that next week. John, great stuff. As always, we'll chat on Monday. I look forward to you showing me the sights. Just to refresh my memory of Newcastle again uh, tomorrow. Yes, Dan. And as an our supporter, I must say, the League One final uh, on yes. Saturday, the 30th of May, between Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday obviously turned things around uh, from being 4-0 down in deficit to 4 all to winning 10-8 on penalties against Peterborough United. Mm. Absolutely unbelievable scenes. Never done in English Premier League history or Football League history at all. Uh, and I think this game, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley, if you could watch it, tune in. I think the Owls are in for a big one. Hopefully we can get into the championship, Dan, and the world will be saved, mate. Oh, so, uh, wow. yeah, there you go. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you, John. I'll speak to you on Monday, and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. John Gallo talking all things football. Going to be very interesting. As I say, SEN will have coverage of it on Monday morning, and it'll be the first place. This place will be the first place we will get all the reaction. 5 a.m. Monday morning, we'll speak to John, and we'll see who has been relegated out of the Premier League. one 300 our open line number, 0457-736-736. We'll take a break, come back and wrap things up. It is 10 to 6. Yes, the text here, Boston Celtics in seven uh, headline for the weekend. And Kingswood, thank you for your text. Uh, Don't worry. Won't be an issue. Uh, We always do. Uh, Now, AFL across the course of the weekend. Thank you for your concern, though. Sydney up against the Swans, up against Carlton tonight, 7.50pm at the SCG. Really important game for both teams. St Kilda will play Hawthorne tomorrow. Melbourne, the Demons, up against Fremantle tomorrow. Geelong will play GWS at 4.35 tomorrow afternoon. Gold Coast will play the Bulldogs tomorrow night at 7.25. West Coast will play Essendon. And then on Sunday, Richmond will host Port Adelaide. Collingwood, uh, and of course, Richmond have been in the news this week with Damien Hardwick. Collingwood up against North Melbourne at 3.20 p.m. on Sunday. And then on Sunday, the final game, Adelaide up against Brisbane. Uh, That is this weekend, round 11 of the AFL. Thank you for your company today. Thank you for your company this week. Been another fun week. Breakfast coming up after 6 o'clock. Patton Heels in Queensland and Vossi and Trent Copeland to take you through the breakfast show for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you back here on Monday morning. News is next, then breakfast. Have a good one. See you Monday. Bye-bye.